Sanmanani Dumalang Afsheni. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's the new year. Welcome. Welcome. Happy New Year. Gugutsiwa e Snamulunyaga Senyaginumusha. Sia bonga ukuti sia pila. We are so grateful for the gift of life. It is ever present and ever giving. Most importantly, I am so grateful that you got to press play today. You got to listen to a conversation amongst women created by a woman for women. I am most grateful. And I am your host for today. So today's topic is sexual assault. When I was doing the graphics for, for, for this topic, I, I wrote, Sexual assault, what is it? Did it happen to me? When I was posing this question, I also posed it for myself. And I thought, wait a minute. I may actually have experienced this. And I have. And it took me so long. I only understood what it meant last year. I was 24. Well, technically, I'm still 24, but yes, I 24 years of age. I only understood something that happened at 19 as sexual assault. So this is not just an issue with people who are trolling us. Many people who are not trying to be malicious sometimes think that they know what constitutes rape better than the people who have experienced it. Simply because we get so many cultural messages about what constitutes to sexual assault, most of which have little to do with how sexual assault actually plays out in real life. I would judge Judy, the people who go by the book, the law says, the book says. But what about what I am saying with my body? What if it doesn't feel right with me? What if I was taken advantage of because of the state I was in? What does that law say about that? What does the law say about someone looking at me and making sexual remarks about my body? What does the law say about that? Is he justified? Oh, no, he's not. Because many people mistakenly believe that legal definitions of sexual assault should only be by a standard which we judge personal experiences. But just because your experience does not necessarily align with some legal, actionable definition of sexual assault, it does not mean that you do not have the right to define your experience that way and want support. You can define your experience whichever. If your body was saying no the whole time, if you froze, if you felt uncomfortable, then it was assault. We don't need the law to tell you that you were assaulted. If you feel you were assaulted, girl, you definitely were assaulted. Because we don't, we really do not have the right to tell anyone that their sexual experience of rape doesn't count. Or their sexual assault does not count. Sexual assault and rape are nowhere near as, as simple as we make it out to seem. Or we were raised to believe. And just because it has never happened to us in a certain way, that may qualify as rape, it does not mean it did not happen. 
An example is saying no multiple times and then saying yes, it does not equal real obtain consent. How many of us have been through this? Like, let's be real. You meet someone, you date for a couple of months and eventually the person is like, please come visit me. You get to the person and they start touching you and you're like, no, but they persist. And because you're already there, you're just like, ah, I might as well. Girl, me too. And I didn't know what that meant about my body. I I do not know what that meant about consent. This is actually called coerced consent. And it's technically rape. We are not saying that people never change their mind about not wanting to have sex. But it should be a decision that people make free of pressure and coercion. People respond to coercion for all sorts of reasons. It could be fear of violence to concern about emotional repercussions. Or sometimes you're really, really fearing for your safety because what if this person rapes me? And because I was there automatically by South African police. Bengifuna, bengifuna nigwaki. No is supposed to mean no. Like, man, I mean no. Not maybe I'll change my mind if you keep asking. Like, we've all been through that. Like, please, like, please. And you, we all know that trick of and then we know we all know what means in your head you're like i don't really want to do this but what if i get raped for not really wanting to do this so coerced consent is really not consent at all If your partner continues to have sex with you after you've changed your mind about sex? No. No ways. Consent is something that you give. So it's also something that you can take away. If you've consented to having sex with someone and then you change your mind in the middle of the act, legally your partner has to respect that and withdraw because you've withdrawn your consent if someone tries to tell you that you cannot say no because you've already said that yes then they are trying to force themselves on you and that is rape you can withdraw your consent to sexual activity literally at any time don't let anyone try to tell you differently Saying yes to sex does not mean you're saying yes forever. It may be tough to pause, but your partner has the right to stop at any time. You cannot force me. Oh, and let's get to the most interesting topic. 
when you're drunk when you are drunk and I'm not sure if I'm the only person that has noticed how common this is in South Africa that people go out and before some people before they buy drinks for women they conversate and say yeah you're leaving with me or automatically some assume that just because you bought a drink for me it's me consenting to having sex with you or some people buy you drinks they get you sloshed and they think because you are sleeping and you are drunk i'm going to be intimate with you if someone tries to have sex with you when you are incapable of giving consent that's rape that's sexual assault if someone is pretty drunk they are not able to give consent there are so many stories like this one. I, I read this online. When I was in college, a friend of mine told me that his friend's girlfriend was raped at a party. She was drunk while the assault occurred. So some of the people who heard about what had happened blamed her for it, saying that it was kind of a fault. But if someone tries to have sex with you when you're too drunk, high, or unconscious to agree to it, then it's not your fault. It is rape. Not being capable of saying no is not the same thing as saying yes. It is not your fault. I'm sorry if they ever told you that it was your fault. No nyaga, you wanted it. You do not want it. No one ever calls such a horrible experience as rape on themselves. Women lose their identities because of the pain men inflict of them or rape. This is another interesting one. If your partner tries to engage in a specific sexual act after you've asked them not to. You know, let's just laugh a bit. There's this thing that happens now where people are like, let me put a finger up your butt. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it's your birthday. I don't care if it's our anniversary. If I don't want that finger up my butt, I don't want a finger up my butt. If you do that, you are assaulting me. Because I said, I do not want. Angifuni. So, whether it's anal, I know some of you are into that. A position that you do not like, if it's painful and you're busy saying stop. Being dominated when you're feeling like that. I'm not sure if... Okay, I'm not sure if I'm going into deep. But, you know, some people like role-playing. And some people like being the dom. And someone is the softer element and the softer side. So, if someone wants to be domineering and dominating. And you do not want it. You have every right to refuse... To do anything that you do not want to 100% do or engage in. And if you told your partner that you do not want to do something. Even if it's something you normally enjoy doing. And they continue to do it. That can be classified as assault and rape. The bottom line is. There is a difference between non-consexual sexual experiences 
and the violent sexual assault that so many women survive on a daily basis. I don't want to bring up the stats because they are heartbreaking. Women are raped every day in South Africa, every day, across the globe. But here it's worse. Worse now, they just don't rape women. They rape and kill them and throw them across the road like things that should be picked up. It's, it's a story for, for another day. But just because people experience what we are traditionally taught to recognize as rape, it does not mean that other experiences do not look the same, that do not look the same, are also not rape. Any, any and every sexual activity in which one party does not give their full consent to begin with and wishes to withdraw their consent after giving it, we are in the middle of this thing and you're like, Tom, no. Sipo, ngegele. Or you are drunk out of your mind. And someone is busy touchy-touching you and wanting to do the things. If they do it, they've raped you. Because you are unable to give consent. And until we as society can grasp the simple concept, rape culture and victim blaming will continue to being the norm. Instead of a teaching affirmative consent, we will continue to attack the women that speak up about their experiences. With non-consexual sex. Silencing the women who speak up about rape. Discourages women from speaking up during sex in the first place. And then punishes, punishes them for not finding the courage to say no. So stop defining women's sexual experiences for them. Just because they don't sound like, they don't sound like rape to you. If you can. As you should. Take time to learn about affirm affirmative consent instead. No one wakes up and wants to be sexually assaulted. No one wants those nasty comments they make at taxi rank where there's just too much testosterone that you, you have to cover up, even if you don't want to, just to protect yourself. You could be walking down the street and someone will see you and look at you in a sexual manner. Throw sexual, sexual, sexual remarks at you because you are dressed a certain way. I was, I was telling a friend, I'm like, it's so sad that we now have to dress a certain way just to avoid certain things. It's unfair. It's unfair that men get to do what they please with our bodies, with their words. They use their words as weapons against us. And you know what that does? It creates an emotional battle. It creates a mental battles within ourselves. Until we know and learn, there is nothing that we can do. So stop victim blaming. Even women do this too. Do you, know, do you guys know that a husband can rape his wife? Guys, stop it. Educate yourself. Let us educate ourselves what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be posting links on my social media about consent. About sexual assault. 
So we know the depth of this thing. Before I close, before I close, let me share this thing. There's a show called I May Destroy You. It's a series. It's it's about a girl, Bella, who's based in London and her gay friend. This gay friend went to a guy. He hooks up with people on on apps. So he had a hookup. He went to his hookup. And when he got there, he just wanted to chill. He was not comfortable with doing anything. But the person dry humped him by force. It traumatized him so much that he decided to look it up. And when he looked it up, guess what he found? It was sexual assault. So can you please create an environment that is conducive for our growth as women? That creates and garners support for each other? We are all we have. Let us teach and educate ourselves about what other women go through so that we are not closed off to their experience because we have not experienced it. There's so many definitions of sexual assault. So many ways that sexual assault can occur. But because it has not happened to you, do not be the person that invalidates it. This was our topic for today. I hope it creates conversation amongst us as women. We get to deliberate, see and understand what this topic really means to us. We get to sit down with ourselves as women and ask ourselves, did I experience this? Did it happen to me? And if it did, it was never your fault. You did nothing wrong. And my queen, you will be okay. <laughs>